Hello and welcome to CigarCast, your weekly one-stop shop for all things cigar-related, including industry news, reviews, and everything in between. We're recording live from Crown Cigars and Ales here in beautiful Brentwood, Tennessee. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Devin, and I'm joined as I am every week by Mr. Shane Reeves. Couldn't be happier this week. Nothing makes me happier than being right. And you're right on a number of points this week, which you are definitely going to make sure we all know about. Well, I'm far too humble to, to, mm-hmm. to, to rub it in, but you see all those high horses without riders out there in the they're parking lot? They're, they're all people that I have knocked off their high horse this week who, <laughs> who are now walking around riderless. But let's talk about, I'm excited about our cigar tonight. I am too. Um, since you brought this to the show, I'm going to let you talk about it. Okay, so I was here at the Drew Estate event Friday night. And Austin came out and said, there's some gentlemen that listen to the cigar cast that want to meet you. And all, which just made my ego swell so big, I couldn't hardly fit my head through the door. I was <laughs> glad it was a three-foot door. I'd have never made it in. And all. And they gave me these cigars. Um, it's Corona Cigar Company's All-American Experiment. Was it two weeks ago we were talking about this cigar on the show? We were. This will be an, all, um, this is an all-American-made cigar made with Florida sun-grown tobacco. Um, Jeff Borowitz, that owns the farm there in um, Orlando, it's right outside of Orlando, but in Orlando, where they do the Florida Sun Grown event, makes this cigar, and he's he's doing an amazing job, man. I I just can't be. He's the nicest, most down to earth, best guy. We were sitting outside his shop, and Glenda posted on Facebook, and he messaged us specifically. Hope you have a good time. Yeah, I mean, and and I'm I'm so excited because. You know, an all-American cigar has never been done before. You know, it's the Florida sun-grown wrapper, and uh, the binder and filler are a combination of Connecticut broadleaf, which I'm a huge fan of, and tobaccos from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So, well, should should have a lot of flavor. You wouldn't necessarily expect to get a lot of flavor out of an American cigar, but based on the recipe, I'm thinking that we're probably going to get it. Well, and they came pre-punched, and I'm di- I did the cold draw. And first, let me stop before we do anything else. Thank you so much to our listeners out there that got us these cigars. That's Absolutely, amazing. that's a that is so huge, and we are very very grateful. Yeah, that's you have. You'll never know how good it feels to smoke this cigar. Even if, if it was the worst cigar I ever had, I would still it would still be Just the be greatest tickled. cigar, yeah. you know, on the show. So. Thanks so much for giving them to us and all. So let's light them up and let's talk about them and all. I'll let you light up first because I, I need to talk about all the high horses that have been desaddled this week. All right, so you're going to talk about it while I'm drawing and trying to light my cigar so I can't cut you off? That's exactly. Right. You, you've discovered my evil plan. So the IPCPR is going to be changing to PCA, Premium Cigar Association. We mentioned this last week. They said they were going to name change the name. And they hadn't announced it at the time we recorded the show. Well, they've announced it. It's now going to be the Premium Cigar Association. And the biggest thing, how many years have I been saying we need a consumer day at IPCPR? As many as I can remember. And every time I said that to somebody in the industry, they would get up on their high horse and tell me all the reasons why that doesn't work. Well, gentlemen, get off your horses. You may now bow down, and the line starts right here to kiss my foot because they are doing a consumer day starting next year. And I think this is a great move. And, and I was, you know, I was one of those people that was quick to say, from a logistic standpoint, why it 
probably wouldn't make sense up until this point. But that being said, I've always been a big fan of the idea. Well, it only makes sense. I mean, what's going to mean more to a vin- to a cigar store owner for his guys to say his guys that go to the shop that are buying the cigars to say, "Hey, you got to get this cigar in the shop," or for you as a salesman to sit in a booth and give him one and try to talk him into it? Right. Exactly. I mean, it, it just makes sense. Now, there's some logistics they've got to work out. They've got to work out how the cigar giveaways and the sales, and they've got to work out all the, the bumps in the road. There's no, it's not going to be a smooth transition. Because are they, are they going to allow sales direct to consumer? or No, they can't by law. That's what I thought. I wasn't sure if that was a federal law or if it was a state-by-state thing. But, there, you know, I imagine if it was me setting it up, I would just have a package of cigars you get with your ticket price, just mm-hmm. like Big Smoke or Cigar Fest. And the people or the can barn walk, smoker. Yeah. A pack of cigars that are part of the ticket price. And you go in and you smoke those new cigars and you see the booths and you see the salesman and you shake hands. And, yeah. You know, people just, you know, Pedro told me a million years ago that... The biggest thing he can do is the rolling events. He could pay $10,000 for an ad and aficionado, but he'll never get more play than he'll get out of the rolling events where you get to meet Don Pedro. Right. Well, and, it's like we were talking to somebody in here the other day who was talking about, you know, I kind of knew that this world existed, but I had no idea that this world existed. And, you know, and I think it's a great move for IPCPR or PCA. It's going to take me a long time to adjust to that. You know, I think it's a great move for let people who are sort of on the edge of the hobby and of the industry to get a real look about at what goes on behind the scenes and how it works and, and make FaceTime. I mean, does it if you look at Rocky Patel is a great example of you can have someone who's maybe smoked one or two cigars going into the humidor, doesn't really know what they're looking for. They're going to say, do you have Rockies? And a lot of that comes from the fact that when he was first starting his company, he was grinding. He was on the road. He was making FaceTime with people, and he was making impressions. Uh, Omar DeFrias of Fratello was the same way, putting in the FaceTime with the consumer, not just the retailer. And I think it's going to do a lot of things, a lot of good things for the manufacturers in the industry to be able to get this kind of FaceTime. Oh yeah, and boy, that's good. That's it is a, really that's, good. That's a. It's super. It's a. It's a perfect medium as of right now. Yeah, it's got a. You can taste that that American type flavor. You know, the, it's reminiscent of the Florida Sun Grown because it's a Florida Sun Grown wrapper, which I've loved the Florida Sun Grown since they came out with it. I was one of the first ones to get to smoke a Florida Sun Grown because I went to the Barn Smoker before they released it. Right. And it's real reminiscent of that, but man, it's just it's just good. It's creamy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested as the cigar gets hot to see how those flavors come alive. Mm-hmm. The second part of our um, Shane Was Right segment of this show is the CBD has been banned from IPCPR 2019 show floor. Thank goodness. I I just, I don't know what it is about CBD in general that just sticks in my craw so much, but I just, this has no business being in cigars. For an industry that is fighting so many fights right now, this is just such a bad look. It is. It's just. It's a terrible ideal. It's a cash grab by Jack Sumcrawl. I will never smoke a Jack Sumcrawl, even if they make something that doesn't have this mess in it. Uh, it's just. It's not for me, and I don't think it's for your average cigar consumer. I think it. 
is a bullet in the gun of the anti-tobacco people to say, see what they're doing with that over there. And, uh, you know, it just, I mean, I don't, it's also the, at least for the time being, the international premium cigar and pipe retailers. It's premium cigars. And I don't think you create a premium product when you start introducing gimmicks like CBD into it. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, I don't consider, I love Drew Estate, but I don't consider the acid line a premium cigar. I don't either. And it, it, it just like Tatiana's, I don't consider them a premium cigar. They are a cigar, certainly, but not premium. Uh, curious, did they give a reason for why? Yes, the um, Venetian does not allow any CBD products on the premises. Mm. And, I'll, and this is part of, you know, um, marijuana is legal recreationally in Nevada. Right. And they made the stand, we don't want marijuana in our hotels. Which More power to them. Let I, the market dictate. Yeah, I understand. If you want to have a joint and then go, you know, spend $1,000 on the craps table, that's your business. But I think it's, I, I applaud the Venetian for making this making this edict. Hey, we're not going to let that happen in our hotels. And you'll always know the guys who did that because they'll be the ones giggling every time someone says crap. Yeah. So it's, I'm very excited about them not doing that. I think it's a great move. I think it makes the right statement. Um, you know, I'll never smoke another Nat Sherman because they came out in favor of regulating the cigar industry for their own purposes. Right. I'll never smoke a Jack Sum Crawl because they've, they're putting bullets in the gun. Just yeah. exactly what you said. You couldn't have put it more astutely. But moving forward, now that we're done with the Shane was right for this moment, I'm sure I'll have another Shane was right here in a minute. Interesting cigar being released at the IPCPR, and we're going to probably talk a lot about the cigars being released this year, this week, because this is the week of the show. Exactly, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's being announced and released kind of with every day that goes by. Brickhouse Culebra Nuestro Limited Edition is now being released. Did you see this? I did see that. I really like the idea that it's a Culebra, which is the three cigars that are braided together. And it's different cigars in each one. You don't see that very often. You don't. It's a Nicaraguan cigar, like all Brickhouses are. Nicaraguan binder and filler. It is a Puro. Um, the Culebra, how much would you pay? Uh... Keep in mind, you're getting three cigars, three brick right. houses. Um, 18 bucks. Fourteen ninety-five on Cigar Company. Okay. Yeah, you can I, order them from Cigar Company right now at a price of fourteen ninety-five. And on it comes in its own coffin. And I've never had a Culebra, but I will probably. This will probably be my first. This yeah. will probably be one I'll pick up when I see it. Yeah, and the the, the I like the Culebra. I wish more people would do them. I understand it's kind of tricky. Uh, to make, but I just like the idea that the whole principle behind it is that you kind of carefully break them apart and you share with a friend. Right. Yeah. It's it's the the same thing as the Toscano where you can slice it in half. Exactly. You know, it's the friendship cigar, and I love Brickhouse cigars. I do too. And uh, and they're going to have the Connecticut, the Maduro, and the Corojo all in this this pack together. Which I think is really great because how often do you smoke with someone who has your identical palate? Right. It's it's not all that. I mean, it's pretty common for you and I, but in general, it's not. So you take the Sumatra, you give someone the Maduro, someone the Connecticut, and everyone's happy. Yeah, it's just a it's a great ideal. I really applaud Brickhouse. That's one of the things I'm excited to see come out of the show. And, I'll, and, brick, and there's no reason they shouldn't come here because he sells a ton of Brickhouse at this store. Right. 
which I think you sell a ton of Brickhouse everywhere because cigar for the money. It's hard to beat. Yeah, it's it's top five cigar for the money. It absolutely is. You know, we talk a lot about the Charter Rope because I'm such a big fan of it. Um, and it does have a little bit more going on flavor-wise than the Brickhouse does. But the Brickhouse is so smooth by comparison. I mean, and that's what you get with a J.C. Newman product is that it's going to be well-balanced. And the Maduro, which it's really hard to find in a size that I like, you pretty much only see the Mighty Mighty, which is a 6x60, or the Robusto. But if you can find it in the Toro, it's phenomenal. Yeah, great cigar. I really enjoy it. I enjoy the 6x60. I enjoy Mm -hmm. the Mighty Mighty. And that tends to be my canoe cigar. When we go and get on the canoes, that's usually what I've got in my hand is a brick house. And all because if I drop it in the water, I'm only out, you know, six or seven bucks. I'm not out of fortune. Exactly. You know, if my wife tips over the canoe or anything happens to happen like that, not saying she does that, but it happens. So moving forward, and uh, thanks for digging me out of that hole, Trey. I appreciate your I'm contrib- just I'm the guy that hands you the shovel. I've, I'll never get so deep you won't hand me a shovel. Zycar has desi- announced its newest cutter design. Okay. And all uh, is the XO. Is this another one of Shane was right? Uh, yeah. The company's XO double guillotine. Mm-hmm. Now, I want you to take a look at this. So, you know the round XO yeah, cutter. Yeah, I saw when they announced this the other day. So, what they've done is they've taken it from both blades moving, because we've commented on that cutter before that it's unwieldy. Right. And uh, they've, they've listened to the market. They switched it to where only one blade moves, but they have the mechanism so that both blades move when you push the one button. So you push one spot and both blades move up to cut. That's pretty great. I want to get my hands on one of that. Yeah, it looks very user-friendly. It looks like it's what the first version should have been. And I love when a company listens to the market Mm because I think that's the most important thing you can do is listen to your customer. Well, the um, Calibri Julius that we both enjoy so much is a direct example of that. And uh, when I was a rep for them, it was before that lighter came out. And one of the things that I kept hearing, we did have a roller flint lighter, very similar, but it was a single flame. It was a very traditional style. It was They tended to be either pinstripe or brushed metal or polished metal, you know, very classic looking and no fuel window. And one of the and it was one of those you don't see these anymore. But a lot of lighters used to have where you had to get in there with a screwdriver to adjust the flame. Right. Pretty much don't see that anymore. Yeah, it's it's funny because it's it's kind of moving toward the hand tool. You know, um, in deer hunting, the muzzle loader used to you had to have a lot of equipment to load and unload a muzzle loader. Modern muzzle loaders now all have a thumb screw that you can pull the breech plug. Oh, okay. Which is super handy because you don't have to carry a toolkit and have that clanking around with you. If you happen to have a, a misfire or something that don't shoot, you know, you have to pull out your tools. You have to pull the breech plug and all that. So it's funny how that's happening across the market from firearms and even cigar accessories. Yeah, but that but the Julius was one of those that as I was talking to people, they were like, you know, we'd, it's 2014. There should be a fuel window. It should be a little bigger. It should be that... And that's what became the Julius, and it's exactly what people were asking for. So the Enso Cutter will cost you ninety nine ninety nine, offered in black, silver, blue, neon orange, red, and neon green. Ninety nine bucks? Not a bad price. I think that's high. You think so? Yeah. What is the 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 current version 
run for? I gotta say it's right in that range. Man, I didn't we'll realize it was that break. expensive. I thought it was closer to fifty. He's got some here. We'll look yeah, at the break. We'll look. At the at the break, we'll have to go. But it's two and a half inches in diameter and half an inch thick, so it's a good manageable size. And I think that's been the holdback on the XO for a long time. It's just been the ergonomics have not been as good. Yeah, I, I completely understand that. At all. So very excited about that cutter coming out. That's just a. I, I am glad to see that they that the uh, that both blades move on that. I mean that's some that's some pretty high tech engineering. Oh that yeah, has to go into a piece like that. So La Barbara, makers of the Ricochet, one of my favorite cigars, mm-hmm. distributed through Caldwell, but a great cigar, orange label. Um, really enjoy that cigar. As do I. They're releasing the Ricochet Crew Soul. So this is a Mexican wrapper on the Ricochet. And all this is a whole new cigar for them. It's made of a Mexican wrapper grown in the open sunlight. Is there any other kind of sunlight? Yeah. Well, you've got shade grown, which is mm, I guess under you could diffuse cloth. it. Uh, binder leaf from Indonesia, Indonesia, and a three-country filler blend incorporating leaves from Nicaragua, Pennsylvania, and the Dominican. Okay. Seems to me we're seeing a lot more variety in the binders and fillers now than we ever have before. We are. It makes me wonder if the Ripmo did better than we realized, and people are trying to, to kind of follow in those footsteps. I don't know. I think that may be what's going on. It'll be in a um, four and a quarter by forty-four, a five and a half by fifty-four, a six by sixty, and a six and a quarter by fifty-two torpedo. Uh, Going to range from seven dollars to eleven seventy-five, which is pretty good. Yeah, which is kind of their wheelhouse, what you pay for a ricochet anyway. Um, just a, a great cigar. I'm looking looking forward to this one. I'm looking yeah, forward I really to want to get my hands on that as well. And on, so I need to pause for a moment. I do want to talk to people. This is, you know, we talked earlier this year. There's two times in the year that's a good time to stock up on cigars. Right. One is right before inventory on New Year's, mm-hmm. and all they want to—they'll cut you a deal. Most dealers are going to cut you a deal on cigars because they don't want to pay inventory tax on them. The other time is right now. They're going to come back from this show having seen all of this great stuff, and you know Austin was already talking last night about filling up the six-dollar bin. Right, and needing and needing to move stuff off the shelf to make room for the new things as well. Yeah, so if you've got a cigar you really like, especially if it's a one that's that doesn't sell a lot, or if you know a shop where that cigar doesn't sell a lot, now's a great time to go pick that up. Oh, absolutely. You know, that now's the time to go find that hidden gem and get it at a bargain. So everybody out there, it's it's bargain time in cigars, you know, about the next three, four weeks. Yeah, and you and you hit on a very important point, especially if you're a big fan of a cigar that you're pretty much the only one that smokes it, that's that is this is the time to hit it. And, uh, you know, clear out their inventory or something like that. Yeah, talk, talk to the owner. Make a deal. I mean, he'll make you a deal on a box because he needs shelf space. You know, they're not, not everybody's going to expand their humidor. And this show, as we're going to show today, there's a lot of new stuff coming out that's really exciting. And uh, we've touched on a few things. One of the things, uh, this is not exact. I don't know if this is a Trey Was Right moment or not. Um, but I have been lampooning the accessories side of the business for a long, for quite a bit lately, over the lack of creativity. I am pleased to bring something that I'm actually a little excited about. Um, Jetline, who is a, a 
company that I've, has kind of been at the end of my rapier a couple of times for this very thing has finally an, announced a new lighter that I'm actually kind of excited about. It's called the Lux, L-U-X-E. It comes in five different finishes, a red, copper, silver, and then black. It is a dual jet pocket lighter, but it's actually very small in form. So it's kind of a mini lighter, similar to the DuPont mini jet. Look at this thing. It looks like the Batmobile. Yeah, very streamlined. Very, very streamlined, efficient. very stealthy. Uh, it's got a single action um, slide down ignition. Um, by all account, they don't have any. Uh, oh, yeah, the pr- price is going to be thirty nine ninety nine for a lighter that looks great. Jetlines are workhorses; they don't tend to go wrong. Forty bucks. I think it's a great looking lighter. I'm glad to see someone in the budget market actually changing the way something looks. Well, you know, in the budget market for lighters, that's anything from twenty to fifty. You think fifty dollars and under is a budget lighter? No, I'd say yeah, yeah. I'd I'd go as far as to say ten or fifteen. There's still some ten or fifteen dollar lighters you can get out there. And you know, you can put a good light on your cigar with a match, right? But it's nice to have that that nice piece when you pull it out, especially when you know when we play poker. I always have my lighter sitting there on the table. Primarily because I'm trying to herd cats and run a poker game. Right. And I don't want everybody having to get up and go find a lighter. So I just, that's part of my, my ritual is I lay a cutter and a lighter on the table. Hey, whoever here it needs is. it. Yeah, whoever needs it, please grab it and use it. And all. So another cigar coming out that I'm super excited about. And all. Southern Draw, one of my favorite companies. This is Desert Rose? The Desert Rose. I, I thought of you when I saw this. It looks like it's going to be right up your alley, as much as you love the Rose of Sharon. The Rose of Sharon is such a beautiful cigar. It's so good. It's mild. It's so mild. Is the only if I ever if I had to pull anything that was derogatory, it would be not even derogatory. I guess drawback. Yeah, would be the proper. The only word. thing you would say against it, right? And so the Desert Rose, they fixed that. It has a hardier wrapper and a more, more robust version of the original blend. It's an Ecuadorian, you're going to love this, Ecuadorian cloud-grown Claro wrapper. <laughs> How in the cloud-grown? Cloud, does that mean they only harvest on cloudy days? Is I have that? no idea how you... Do you have a weather generator like an evil supervillain? I, I have no idea. And it has a thick and flavorful Condega Nicaragua Habano binder and a filler combination marrying Corojo 99 and Piloto Cubano Lajeros from Honduras and the Dominican Republic. Okay, so another cigar where there's quite a bit going on. A lot going on. Blenders are working overtime, man. They sure are. They're really putting some good stuff out. Um, Which is something that we were both kind of concerned about, you know, through all this FDA stuff and how the, you know, the blends have to have been made since before whatever. And the, we were really concerned that we were going to stop seeing some innovation. But, man, there's a lot of blenders out there that are pushing the envelope, using some unique tobaccos, blending them uniquely. It's... It's a well, good time to be wanting to look at some unique stuff. And right now, I'm going to sell this cigar to Trey. This, okay. is, this is my sales training at work. Desert Rose, produced in Esteli, Nicaragua, at the A.J. Fernandez factory. Yep, I'll buy one. Is that the closer? That's the closer. And I'll price? How much would you pay for the Desert Rose? Uh, 12 bucks. 11 There you go. 
and all. They're now total release. For Is two- that my superpower? I am so close on those most you're, of the time. You're pretty solid. I gotta <laughs> say, you're pretty solid. I take credit for it because I, I drill you every week religiously. That's true. On this stuff, but um, I, I'm just on Cigars International. Is seven ninety five? Seven ninety five. You're you're like an Asian kid studying for the spelling bee. Definitely. De- <laughs> Definitely twelve bucks. Definitely. Uh oh. And uh, and it only comes in one size, Bellicoso Fino, five and a half by fifty two. But I'm all over that. I know it's torpedo tip, but we we got to sell through the box press. But I've seen you smoke box press before and like so it. So it's a box press Bellicoso. It is. That's two things I don't like. It is, but I. But I'll give it a shot. AJ Fernandez. Yeah. You I, just keep your eye on the prize. Right. Exactly. AJ Fernandez factory. You would be glad to know. The other night when I was talking to the gentlemen that were listeners of the show, they said, you come to the show so prepared, and you're always so ready, and you've got so much, and Trey's just kind of there. And I said, but, I covered for you, I said he has this heroin habit that he just hadn't been able to kick that takes up a lot of his time and disposable income. So I've got you back. Ain't you glad that I'm taking care of you? No, it just, no, I'm fine with that, because it just means that what I try to do is make it look like I'm ad-libbing everything, and apparently that's coming through pretty naturally. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I, actually, I just told him you handled the technical aspect of the show. You handled the nuts and bolts. But <laughs> I wasn't going to mention your heroin habit. But, you know, it is what it is. And I'll... Um, another new... That cig- would explain my lethargy. <laughs> explain a lot. But I'll, so another cigar that I'm excited about, they just announced this week. Drew Estrate is bringing back the Brothers of the Leaf. See, I saw this, but I'm not familiar with the older version. I'm not either. It was before my cigar time. Okay. That may be part of why I didn't notice it either, because Drew Estate's never been one that's been totally on my radar. Yeah, you're not as big a Drew Estate fanboy as I am. Never have been. I'm pretty pretty high, but now I will say, man, the Drew Estate event here Friday night was wall-to-wall people. Everybody was buying cigars. Yeah, I was here. I had to leave about 4 o'clock when it was getting started. Or about 3.30 or so. So it, it's, yeah, I, I could see people were arriving early, and they looked like they were here to stay. And Kyle is amazing. Kyle Davis, our he local He knows rep, how to do a sh- uh, an event. Bar none. He, he studied under the learning tree with Jeff Tennell, and Jeff was always amazing. And Kyle has just pulled it off naturally. Um, I do, I take my hat off to Kyle, my undercrown shade hat that he gave me, off to Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> and all, because he is so good. So the Brothers of the Leaf is going to be um, introduced at the trade show, and it's wrapped in a bold broadleaf wrapper layered with Ecuadorian Connecticut binder and capping off with rich fillers from Nicaragua. So they didn't go into a lot of detail on their recipe, which is kind of par for the course for Drew Estate. Yeah. They don't tend to, to spill it all right out there. And all, it's going to come in a Corona 5 and a quarter by 42 Corona Gordo, 6x46, and Lancero, 7x38. So, no 6x60. No, I noticed that. No 660. I don't know. I'll have to talk to Kyle about that. I'm going to have to put in my request. So, box of 15, going to run $140. So, that's what, $9? Eight and some change a cigar? Eight and change, yeah. Eight and change a cigar. So, not a real outrageously priced, but... I will say the Facebook buzz on this cigar has been huge. The number of people that responded to the post when they posted it and said, oh, I, I had the Brothers of the Leaf from 2013, and I loved that cigar, and I'm so excited to see you bringing it back. 
And that's when you've you've created a real product. Right. I mean, it's a lot like when CAO released the consigliere. Um, was it same kind of thing because of how closely it was connected with the predecessor of the Soprano cigar? Yeah. Uh, there have been a couple of others that come to mind. When you create a cigar whose re-release is so celebrated, you know you've done something special. Well, and Drew Estate is such a, a ground roots movement that nobody does it better. Nobody creates cigar culture better than Drew Estate. No, it's true. I mean, Perdomo's great. Don't get me wrong. And all but the they boutique don't really, brands. But they don't really connect the same way. I mean, their their personality, their company culture is just so much different. Where they make up is their factory tour is supposed to be second to none. Yeah, yeah. The Drew Estate, the Cigar Safari, I've never talked to anybody that went to it that didn't say it was just absolutely amazing. You know, that the, the things that's offered at Subculture Studios there is just unreal. Right. So just a, it's on my bucket list. And I, when they, they didn't do it this year because of the civil unrest in Nicaragua. Right. But when they get it back up and running, that's definitely on my bucket list of things that I'm, I'm willing to put down the cash for. Excellent. Well, we're going to step away real quick, uh, take the cigar under eight. When we come back, we've still got more releases to cover, a couple more accessories. And so we'll be back with some more uh, IPCPR news after this. Welcome back to the Cigar Cast. This is Shane Reeves, sitting away across from the man who reminds us all, never get into a fight with an ugly man, he has nothing to lose. Trey Dedman. Which side <laughs> of that fight am I on? Well, that, that'll that be up to you. That's your okay, decision. Fair I, enough. I, I, I wasn't going to be more specific. You, you can tell when the bump jokes are running thin when I just use an old wrestling line that's a, made famous by Jerry the King Lawler. Ah. But no, it's either a music lyric or an old wrestling line. That's usually when I'm running short on bump joke. Well, I was al- I almost went for uh, another mash reference because I've, I've, I'm rewatching the series, and I almost went for another one this week. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to do a clean open. I don't want to go back to that well just, too soon. Just keep it clean. Yeah. Well, the um, you know the the song lyric thing is good, but country music has kind of got me so depressed right now. Really? I, I want to go back to where to country music when the prettiest man in Nashville was Katie Lang. <laughs> That's the country music I love. So many of these pretty guys singing now just destroys country music. The for bro me. country. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but let's go back to cigars. We, let's do it. We're still covering a lot of ground. Um, new cigar coming out from our friends at General. The CAO session is coming from General Cigar. I saw this, and I'm I'm really interested in this cigar because they are so good in the budget market. And But they're also, so what this makes me think of is there's a, a type of beer called Saison, and it basically means session beer. So about five or six years ago, it became kind of the uh, trend among breweries to make session beers. And basically, they were 4% alcohol or lower. They were really low content. And the idea was that you could sit all night without getting blottoed on it. So when I saw that session cigar, it makes me think that it's something that's kind of got that same mentality to it of being kind of a cigar you can smoke all day. 
Well, the unique thing about this cigar is it is the first CAO Dominican cigar. It's made in the Dominican Republic rather than the Central America. It's a collaboration between Rick Rodriguez and Yuri Gullion. Okay. He's the factory manager of General Cigar Dominicana. Okay. And uh, it's shipping July 2nd, so it should actually beat the show and get into some stores. And uh, it just depends on who orders it. And I'll, um, it's filler tobaccos from Nicaragua and Dominican. It's another one of those things I didn't go into a lot of detail on the recipe of this cigar, and I'm okay with that. But, again, kind of going back to, you know, Dominican cigars tend not to dry my palate out quite like Nicaraguans do. So, you know, on face value, based on the recipe that I saw, it, it looks like it is going to be that kind of cigar that you can just kind of go back to at any point in the day and it not be super overwhelming. Well, so the it comes in 20-count boxes. There's three sizes. Here it is. The Garage, five and a quarter by 54, $8.59. The Bar, six by 49, eight ninety nine, And The Shop, six by 60, nine fifty nine. Uh, uh. Yeah, can we, can we not? Can we just have a naming convention? Right. I'm not in favor of government overreach, but I would make an exception in this. Uh, can we just say, okay, if you if it's six if by it sixty, if it falls within this range, it's a Gordo. If it falls, yeah, yeah. Let's just let's just go ahead and do that now. Um, and it's interesting because Rodriguez and Gillian worked together in Dominican for 15 years, and then Rodriguez went to Esteli to oversee the CAO brand. So this is their kind of coming home, coming back together for two guys that blend cigars. Dark, real dark cigar. I'm going to be interested to, to see what the flavor, because Dominican tobacco, is it just me, or does it seem like Dominican tobacco has more range for dark to light than th- any other tobacco? I think it does. I, I definitely think it does. You've I've seen some super rich, deep, oily Dominican wrappers, and I've seen some pretty light you know, almost blonde wrappers out of the Dominican too. More so, whereas I find Nicaraguans tend to be in that caramel range. So you're halfway through it. Tell me about the American. It's pretty good. I was I, I didn't really have a whole lot of expectations because I've never smoked anything like it. And I've got to say, it's got a lot more flavor than I was expecting. I can really taste the Connecticut broadleaf. I've never really found the Florida Sun Grown wrapper to be particularly flavorful Um, and that's still true here but I do think it plays better with the binder and filler on this cigar than it does on its namesake it's very good Um, I would love to age a box of them because I does it taste just a touch young to you does it taste like maybe you know six months in the humidor would change the world it doesn't I don't get that out of it at all Um, I, I do think this particular cigar um, could stand to be out of humidification for a couple of days. Uh, it's very, very wet. That may be what I'm getting. And I think that may be. Um, but it's not stopping me from enjoying the cigar. Oh, excellent cigar. I mean, I'm just... I'm it's, it's drawing a little tight, and I think that's just because it's it's got quite a bit of humidity in it. But it's not affecting the flavor or the draw at all. Yeah, I mean, just a great cigar. I mean, this is a cigar I could smoke every day. I, I know for a fact I could smoke this cigar every day and really enjoy it. And also, let's talk about another accessory. All right. RVGN. I was just about to bring this up. I want to hear you pronounce this ashtray. Rajvernugan. Okay, not bad. To release the Kentron 42K ashtray at IPCPR. 
Um, I believe that's hashtag 42K. Oh, is it? <laughs> and I almost said 42K pounds. Right. And I'll... Okay. I like it. I don't. When, it looks like it was made in a 3D printer. It, actually, it was. It was is 3D printing aluminum ashtrays with the name coming from the 42,000 42, elements used to create the Kintron 42K. 42,000 elements. Hmm. Been a while since I looked at the periodic table, but that seems high. <laughs> I'm just going to say. Here's my complaint. If you look at it, it's it's pretty. It's a silver color, and it's kind of spiderwebbed all over. But is it not going to get dirty really easy? Yeah, it is. No, it absolutely is. And uh, the other, the other, the complaint I have with it as well is that it's it's small. the The ashtray part itself is shallow. It's only got room for two cigars, and it just it doesn't look super practical. Yeah, and they're not they're not announcing the price on this. They're only making. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be high, and because uh, production is being limited to just 100 units, each packaged in a handcrafted wooden box, made by a master cabinet maker in Munich, Germany. And it takes eight hours to make each one. This seems to me to be gitchy, just for the sake of gitchiness. And all, I don't know. I, I may be judging it unfairly. Hmm. And all because I'm just looking at it at an article on Halfway. I think it's a great uh, example of what can be done. You know, ashtrays have been pretty much the same for a very long time. You've got metal or ceramic, and now there's some plastic out there, but those don't hold up well. Right. This is you know kind of showing us what can be done out. You know, kind of thinking outside the box, and I applaud them for that. Uh, I almost think. You could probably use a traditional PVC 3D printer and get one that would hold up pretty much just as well as your average plastic and, huh. and, and maybe not come with as what I'm expecting to be a pretty high price tag. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about this. I'm, I'm not go- I can't put my seal of approval on this one just yet. But that being said, I am a little biased in the fact that I love that design. The little hummy, honeycomb spiderweb. I just bought a new saddle for my new bike, and it had that same kind of texture pattern to it. So I am a sucker for that. Yeah. Well, while we're on accessories, I want to hit one more. La Flor Dominicana is putting their entry into the high-end line. La Flor Dominicana announces the La Flor de Oro. It says Dior, but i got to say it's Dioro because Oro is gold. Right. And this is a cigar cutter called the Golden Flower. It's 18 karat solid gold, limited edition heirloom quality. It actually has um, only 88 pieces were made, and they have sapphires in all the screw holes. So this is a piece of jewelry. This is not right. just a lighter. Well, they said heirloom quality. I mean, that's really what they were going for with well, this Well, that's what they said. They want to create something that people are going to pass down to their kids. Do you have a picture of it there? I do. And I'll, it's very attractive. Yeah. I, I, I read about that the other day, but it just... Gold's one of those things that doesn't appeal to me. I'm not, I'm not a fan of gold. I prefer silver. And so... One of those, I saw it, I read it briefly, and I was just like, yeah, that's, at, at any price, that would never be a cutter for me. It looks, it's nothing new under the sun here, but, I, hey, I like it when they enter the accessory market. Right, I'll absolutely. I'll give them a Florida Minicana. 
Now, what would you guess the MSRP on the La Flor de Aurora is going to be? What would uh, you pay for the golden flower? Uh, and this was it eight little sapphires on that, four on either four. side? Two on either side. But on the other side of the... Oh, well, I don't have a picture of the back. But I'm saying it's got to be on the back too, right? Uh, okay. $600. Your superpower has failed. Well, you. I had... I, you stepped, I am so disinterested in that cutter that I really couldn't even be bothered to think. You stepped into the phone booth, you put on your cape, you put on your tights, and you stepped and out in front of a I bus. little did I know that I was stepping in front of a <laughs> kryptonite bus. That's right. MSRP is $16,000. <laughs> That's insanity. It's just pure insanity. You know, hey, um, Dad... I appreciate the heirloom quality 18 karat gold and sapphire sapphire cutter, but could you have bought me a vet? Right. I, I think I would have liked a vet a little more. Yeah. Sig- I mean, the used yeah, Mustang. We talk, we talk about $30,000 DuPonts in here all the time, and and I can I can get on board with that for some reason. Not that I would ever own one, but at least with those... Yes, it's twice as much as this, but there's engineering and there's design built into it. This is just a fancy finish and a couple of jewels slapped on it. It's it's a standard double guillotine cutter. It's, in my opinion, quite ugly. I don't get it. Not not my not my favorite thing. We're not going to spend a lot of time on it because we try to run a positive show. So. This is interesting because this is one of the things that always threw me off when we went to Drew Estate events. They have this real raunchy hip-hop playing at the Barn Smokers. Yeah, and I think that's just kind of what Jonathan's into. It is, and that's it, no secret. First line in the article, no secret, Jonathan Drew, the affable co-founder. I'd like to be called affable someday. I'd like to be... <laughs> The affable realtor, Shane Reeves. I think you've got to stay off your soapbox a little more to be to, to, be to affable. get that. Yeah. Well, he loves hip-hop and old-school rap, and he's teaming up with Eminem and Shady Records to create the Undercrown Shady XX. It's a 5-inch five in, five by 50-ring gauge box press bellicoso. See, when I saw this the other day, I was curious, does your love of the Undercrown... Uh, m- Overcome your hatred for rap? There's very little can overcome my hatred for rap. Now, I will say, I hate rap music as an art. I believe it's laziness. To me, if you want to call yourself an artist, you should have learned to play an instrument. You know, I consider Stevie Ray Vaughan an artist. I consider Slash an artist. Eminem, it's iffy, but he's got a good story. Mm Mm-hmm. He's worked very hard, by all accounts, one of the hardest working men in music. Right. So to give to give the devil his due, it's not as bad as if you know, um, what's his name, DJ Khaled came out with a cigar. Very good point. You know, somebody that just points at the lights and yells, "Yes," <laughs> and all. Um, comes packed in special ten count boxes that retail for one hundred and four dollars. So ten forty a cigar. Yeah, not bad. That's not bad. Um, it's. Drew Estate and Shady Records collaborating on a cigar, and they don't have the recipe. So, Which is kind of typical of Drew Estate. Yeah, again, we spoke about it earlier. Kind of the um, the 
Pitakas. That's what they're calling the boxes. The Pitakas feature gold embossed lettering that includes the words Habe Fidicium Sumus Umbrifium. You love when I pronounce hard to say stuff. I really do. It, it's and the highlight of the show for me. It translates to trust us, we're shady. Okay. Yeah. I'm, Couldn't have spent a little more time in the ad department with that one? You, you might could have worked on that one a little more, but I guess if you're a, an Eminem fan and maybe a Drew Estate fan. Maybe it's one of those things that just doesn't translate well. You know, I was talking with a friend of mine this week about how we both have a, a, a song that we really like. It's, it's in Spanish, and the song itself is beautiful, but then you translate it into English, and the lyrics become so sophomoric and just kind of, it just doesn't work at all. And so I wonder if that's the kind of thing that maybe it just loses something in the translation. Well, you know, it's funny. I had a builder in my office today, and we were talking about different selling across ethnic lines and all different ethnicities, whether they're Indians or whether they're Hispanic or whether they're, you know, whoever. And all you have to know how to sell across different different ethnic barriers. Right. And all because each, each, each culture values different things. And all, and he was talking about a class he had had to take about that. So uh, there's, there's the the Mexican humor, Hispanic, Latin American humor tends to be a little more, like you said, sophomore, straightforward, not quite as complex. But hey, to each their own. Right. I, I'm I'm not going to grumble in the least about somebody wanting to enjoy what they enjoy. Speaking of something that I enjoy, I want to talk about a cigar company that I don't think we've ever talked about on the show, maybe once or twice, but it's a cigar that I really love. It's just kind of price point a little higher than where I tend to live. La Polina. Uh I absolutely love La Polina cigars. In fact, their black label is still in my top 10 of all time. Uh, The... One of the sort of, I don't, you can't really call it a flagship, but one of the cigars they are most known for is the Goldie. Traditionally, it's a, a slight pigtailed Lancero. Well, they have announced that they're going to be debuting the La Polina Goldie Julieta at IPCPR this year. So it's going to be a 7 by 48 so it's a little bit bigger ring gauge than the regular Goldie. It's not a true Lancero. It's it's more almost, of a Lonsdale yeah, kind of. Yeah, almost a Churchill. Um but it's going to be an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper over Ecuadorian binder and Dominican and Nicaraguan fillers. Again, this is a recipe that has a lot going on. I love the use of the Ecuadorian tobacco. I think that gives it something really special. Um, now, here's the problem. $23 a cigar. But I can tell you, as, as good as the Goldie is, it's not a cigar I'm going to smoke every day or even every month. But... I will spin that for this cigar if I can get my hands on it. Well, that's my problem. Everybody tells me, oh, you got to have the La Polina Goldie. Great. Where do I get one? Hard to get. They are. Super La- hard to find. La-, La Polina is a company that tends to be in that higher echelon price-wise. But I will say, unlike some other companies that inhabit that space, it's absolutely worth it. Yeah, and that's, you know, I don't mind spending a little more for a celebratory cigar if it's going to be worth it, but it's it's Padron money. When you hit Padron money, you start, you know, you've really got to bring something to the table to get meat. Yeah. No, absolutely. And the, the Julieta 
It's going to be a limited release. They haven't said how many boxes are going to ship. So I imagine it'll be even that much harder to get a hold of. So speaking of special cigars, hard to get. Foundation Cigar has turned their event-only Manalik Cigar into a limited edition. They're going to release it at the show this year. That's the Son of the Wise Men, is that? Um, it's just this was an. It doesn't say. Oh, okay. It says this was just a a um, event-only cigar. You had to be at an event. By the uh, after I get done talking about this cigar, I got to ask you something. But um, it's a soft piece, soft pressed petite robusto with a pigtail. It's four and a half by fifty-two. Corojo 99 binder from Jalapa and filler of a mix of Nicaraguan tobaccos grown on Esteli, Condega, and Jalapa. So they're covering all their bases here. Uh, MSRP, $13 a stick. Comes in 12-count boxes. And they're only making 1,000 of them. So it's going to be, I would say, I mean, 12,000 cigars is, is very limited release. Well, and, you know, this is a big foundation store sell a lot right. of foundation cigars in this store. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the Tabernacle. I'm just one of those guys. It just doesn't not, strike my palate. So it, it really doesn't me either. I don't know if this is going to be one of mine. Now, did you get a hold of any of the event-only um, Cinco uh, Decados, or not Cinco Decados, um, uh, Cuatro Cincos that they had here Friday night? No, I didn't. I, I had to leave before any of that got off the ground, so I didn't get a hold of I, one. I got one to save for the show. I smoked one that night, and then I've got one to save for the show because I've always loved the Cuatro Cinco mm-hmm. from the first ones that come out, and this one is just absolutely wonderful. Great smoke. You can tell these cigars have a little more age on them. Yeah. Um, they've got a lot of flavor, but it's an event-only cigar, and I tried to con Austin into selling me one early, and he said that they actually had to verify that he hadn't sold any when they got here to the event or re- risk oh, wow. his Drew Estate thing. So they're serious about keeping this cigar under wraps. Um, they sold out quick. You know, I bought two, and everybody else bought two, and the boxes were going pretty, you know, pretty fast. But great smoke. I really enjoyed that smoke, that... Cuatro Cinco, to me, is kind of an unsung hero of the Drew Estate line. Yeah, I do like the idea of an event-only cigar. I, I like the idea of that exclusivity. It does make it a little tough for your average Joe to get a hold of it, but if it's a brand that you are really loyal to, then I think it will... Um, I, th- I think it's worth the time and, and effort to get to an event and uh, to get your hands on that cigar. Well, it's it's the cigar we're smoking tonight. How much better is this cigar because of the way we acquired them? Because right, listeners brought them to us. How yeah. much how much better is that cigar? That's pretty amazing. Um, so th- there's the story. That's a good portion of the event only cigar. And all uh, the last accessory that I have. We touched this on the show a couple of years ago, and they've actually got them at the IPCPR. New company out of Finland, Conosador. They released their cigar accessories collection. Um, pair of cutters, the Roswell and the Okta. Um, when I show you the picture, you will remember it immediately because they're very distinct cutters. Right. And I'll, do you remember the MSRP on these cutters? Uh, in like the $5,000 range, wasn't it? Damascus Steel Blades, Mother of Pearl Inlay, Hand-Graved Logo, CNC Machined Parts, and Friction-Free Locking System. 
The Roswell is $897 and the Okta $927. I was in the wrong part of the article. I was looking at the humidors that are $5,000. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, um, it's hard to break into the accessory industry at that price point. This, this or, I don't or, know that they're going to be great. Or is it? I mean, yeah, you're not going to sell a whole lot of product at that price point. But I feel like if you're going to try and make a push, Jetline and Vertigo and Lotus have you covered at the, at the bottom end of the spectrum. Calibri and Zycar have you covered in the middle. That leaves only DuPont at that upper echelon. And they range anywhere from a few hundred all the way up to a few thousand. Right. So if you're going to try and break in, maybe, maybe you go for the jugular of the of, of, of the area that only has one dog. I like the friction-free locking system as an ideal mm-hmm. and all, but you know, once they do this and they get the technology down, somebody else will do it in a less expensive cutter. Yeah, if they can. It may, yeah. be, a, it may be a situation where it just can't be done. And then they do have a beautiful lighter and all. The lighter's exquisite. It's made of solid golden platinum with decorating diamonds and rubies, the Chinese characters of yin and yang, and they don't provide specific pricing. No, but it is, you know, the article I'm looking at calls it exquisite, which is not a word that I use very often, but I can't think of a better one to describe this lighter. It is opulence. It is completely decorative for decorative sake. It, but the attention to detail on this thing is so incredible. Well... As we're landing the show, as we're coming into the home stretch, and I know you're headed to Florida for the 4th of July. I am. What's in your humidor? Uh, Not really going to be taking anything with me. Uh, I've got a couple of charter oaks, a couple of DNAs, just general workhorse stuff. I go with my family, so I don't always get the opportunity to smoke while I'm down there. I think last year I was down there, I only smoked one cigar the whole trip. Now, where do you go? Uh, We go to Rosemary Beach on 30A. So... uh, any listeners that happen to be in the 30A area of Florida over the 4th of July weekend, uh, let me know. I'll be down there. Uh, we'd be happy to, to, to have a cigar. I always go into PCB cigars while I'm there. It's right on highway that goes right between Panama City Beach and um, Destin. So it's kind of up on that main, that main highway. The, they've been around forever or at least as long as I can remember. They have a great selection. Their prices are pretty decent for a tourist town. And it's the only place I've found down there that actually is is, is a lounge and not really just trading in on the beach traffic because they're kind of out away from all of that mess. So I'll take a few with me. I am driving my car down, so there will be a couple of cigars consumed on the trip there because it's like a seven-hour drive, and we're leaving after work on Tuesday night. So... I mean, it's one of those things we're going to roll in probably around midnight or 1 a.m. Right. So I've got to have a couple of cigars to make the trip last. So, um, Oh, is there anything better than the road trip cigar? No. no. I went down to Savannah to see my parents before they went out west. And just that morning with the sunroof open and the windows down and a good shunt, I actually had a Don Gonzalez in my hand. It's just a great, great experience. I can tell you actually that cigar, and I don't think I've ever told this story on the air before. Um, cigars have actually saved my life before. Have, are you familiar with this story? 
So um, I am not. Okay. So I was driving over to, I lived, grew up in Tennessee, went to school in Texas. And so there were often times when I made that drive, which is 10 and a half hours overnight, just because you, you, you know, stay late for a holiday or you leave after class or whatever. So you're making that trip. Well, during my time there, Texarkana, which is right on the Arkansas-Texas line. I'd have never guessed. Is, uh, well, anyway. Um, Texas all. They were, <laughs> they were undergoing a lot of construction for the multiple highways that run through that town. And so I'm convinced that every reflector that was made in the entire country for like six months was put on the side of the road in Texarkana. So at 3 o'clock in the morning, when you're delirious and tired and none of the Starbucks are open, so you're going on kind of no coffee and just trying to white-knuckle it through, and you start to hallucinate, it looks like you're running up on the back. of As you start to nod off, it looks like you're running up on the back of a semi. It's terrifying. So I pulled over, light up a cigar. All of a sudden, I've got that second wind, and I had the alertness I needed, and that happened to me twice. So, yes... That road trip cigar is not only just the best feeling in the world, but, man, is it a lifesaver. You heard it here, folks. Don't use your cell phone on the road. Smoke a cigar. Absolutely. But, uh, and, and we can get into some time. We need to get into travel cigars because I've spent a lot of time picking my travel cigar. I often will, too. Uh, you know, it's it, it can make or break a, a road trip. That's, why, that's part of the reason I've said it before that I'm not a huge box press fan. You don't want to smoke a box press on, in the car. It's too hard to keep it rotating and keep an even burn. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Um, and I generally go for a little bigger ring gauge because I'm going to be exposed to more air. Because right. I know I never smoke with my windows up. My windows are always all the way down. Yeah, mine are usually about half. Yeah, unless it's raining, my windows are all the way down. And, I'll, and I have a sunroof in my truck, and that's the best thing ever for cigar smokers. Even at highway speeds, though, that just wears me out. Oh, yeah. I just turned the radio up. Fair enough. Listen to old country music and just enjoy it. But let's wrap it up for the week. That's kind of our IPCPR review. That's the things we're excited about. If you get a chance, go to Facebook.com slash The Cigar Cast and tell us what you're excited about for the show. I'll be interested to hear from our listeners what they're excited for. Absolutely, and also drop us a line at info at thecigarcast.com, and we're on Instagram and Twitter at thecigarcast. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening this week, and until next week, have a great cigar and think well of us.